2: Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Boyd and Dr.
3: Drew. Here we are.
2: Today, our host is Mike Carano, sitting in for Bob. Mike, welcome. Hello. And, and we have a very special guest. Her name is Grace, and I'll tell you the whole story, how we got to Grace. Grace, hi. Hi. And tell everybody who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. Um, I run a YouTube channel called Grace Report, youtube.com slash Grace Report, where I give episode recaps and general commentary on the drama that surrounds, you know, people from shows like Teen Mom, 90 Day Fiance, Love After Lockup, and things like that. And where are you? Where am I right now? I yeah. live in Canada. <laughs> Canada.
2: You're in Canada. And, and do you, yeah. are you in school? Are you, are you working? What are you for a living? That kind of thing?
1: I work. I handle communications and public relations strategies in the tech world, yeah.
2: Interesting. So uh, the reason we're talking to you is uh, my wife, the producer of this show, at First Lady of Love, caught, caught wind of you. I don't know how, you tweeted or something, and then she started watching, and she was literally walking around our house with you on her phone going and she's I she's going going, I love this girl. This great I like this grace. And she's so good. And, I, and I, you listened for like a half an hour, didn't you? an hour, Susan? You, yeah. you oh, get Susan's headphone on.
0: Yeah, and I I, I, I know celebrity. <laughs> yeah, you, You're gonna knows, be famous. She lady. knows quality, which I'm is I'm gonna awesome. make you famous. And she, and yeah. she, and she, and she, this morning, as
2: I was getting out of bed, she was still under the influence of your podcast. And she goes, and she goes, you know, you need to address the Teen Mom thing more often. You don't talk about it. Will you talk about? It? I said, why don't you get Grace on the? You never horn. do. I, okay, I never. We've do. never
0: talked about it on this life Okay,
2: so I said, get Grace on the horn and I let her ask all the questions she wants to ask, and maybe that way I'll will talk about it. Um, but before I let you let you loose on me, let me say two things. Uh, mm-hmm. One is, we are having this conversation before the second half of the reunion of the OG group is airing. And I am essentially embargoed from talking about anything until it airs. So, though I can talk in sort of general ideas about, say, for instance, the Farah interview that you're going to see soon. That's number one. And then number two, I, I want to warn you about, <laughs> well, you ask me questions. You ask me questions. Wait, not, you can't leave it. Well, at I, that. I, well the warning <laughs> is: what I, what I,
4: when I oh, just pro- got a teen pregnant, <laughs> so this show is going to take a weird twist.
2: <laughs> probably the reason <laughs> I, I, am I a pregnant I, teen, <laughs> you know. Marilyn Rice, also God. a weird. We'll twist. get her in here soon. <laughs> <Clement> <laughs> uh, but uh, the the reason I probably don't talk about the show is there's so much misconception about what people are are watching. I mean, you're watching these little ice pick moments when a crew shows up and asks a bunch of questions of these women and and sort of maybe hang around and show some footage of their lives. And there's just tons about their life that's never portrayed. The last time I did a uh, reunion, and, and by the way, all kinds of misconceptions about what I'm doing. I'm hosting a TV show. I happen to also be a doctor, but I'm hosting a TV show. I'm not their doctor. And I couldn't be their doctor. I couldn't do anything medically. That would be, amongst other things, illegal, practicing medicine across state lines. And secondly... Wait, but they're already pregnant. Secondly, too, so. secondly, <laughs> secondly they all have teams of doctors and social workers and you'd be amazed what's all involved with everybody uh, and and that's between them and their medical teams what you know what they do and don't do and how they manage their lives and things I can't do anything about that so there's that that's sort of the reality of what what I'm contending with so having said all that now it's your turn
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> so I know that whenever you've film these reunion specials they are done for like hours on end and then they're kind of condensed into um what 45 minutes per part typically two parts so i do get that some things kind of don't make it to air so i guess a few of these questions are kind of did you ever ask about them sure go go ahead i know you know we're still waiting on part two but last year a lot of people were really disappointed to see that you know, it didn't seem to have been mentioned anything about Mackenzie and um, that wedding scene where she allowed Ryan to drive high out of his mind yeah. on his way to their wedding, passing out behind the wheel and pretending that she had no clue he was on drugs. Even though when she thought the cameras and mics were off, she was like, "Are you know? Did you take the Xanax again?" and things like that. So. I find that I personally consider her to be sort of predatory, just based on those sorts of things that we've seen about her. Is that something that rubbed you the wrong way? And did you ever mention anything about that on the right. show? So,
2: so whenever you have an addict, you have a codependent, right? That just they are always they found in pairs. That's the way they are found. And codependents are at differing levels of sophistication, enabling behaviors. I mean, I'm used to severe enabling, where people bring drugs into drug units when you're trying, when people are trying to get well. What I saw McKenzie doing was someone who really just was in denial and didn't understand what she was contending with. Exactly what was going on in and around that whole episode, that whole phenomenon you're referring to with him in the car and stuff, there was a thousand and one legal issues that I was warned about and to stay away from it. Uh, okay. So, so there was all kinds of stuff there that legitimately you, you just can't, you just can't get at because it just. You mean
5: interfere I, in any way, or I wasn't there. I don't
2: do know what was really right. going down was their laws broken? I don't know. I, you know, this is all just, I was advised just stay out of it, just stay out of it. And so.
1: Do you, yeah. But yeah. do you think though, that on the reunion that you kind of could have helped Macy out a little bit when Mackenzie came out with this long ladder claiming that she had no clue, even though she all but admitted to it in the exact episode.
2: Again, I, because I'm not there, whatever these things are going on in their real life, I just take I just take things at their face value and try to you know I I I know I get lied to a ton. I know things get distorted. My job is not to 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 do anything but kind of take things at face value and try to try to help them tell the story. That's that's all we're doing. We're trying to discuss I'm not trying to treat them. I'm not trying to make them better though. Let's so, let's look, talk about Macy and uh, Ryan for a second. I, I am terribly, terribly concerned about Ryan, and I did pull Macy aside at the end of the last reunion and said, "I'm whatever I can do. I, I'm really, um, I'm very deeply, deeply concerned. And if I can be of help, uh, please let me be." Now, no one called mm-hmm. me, and uh, I don't know how things are going. I don't know what's going on. In fact,
1: yeah, and you've heard about his latest sort of arrest and um, that sort of thing as well. Again, Is what there we, a-
2: I don't know what that was. We just don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I, again, there, there. he has a doctor. He has a treating team. A lot of what we discussed on the show, I don't know what went on the air or not, was whether or not he was misusing the medication that the doctor prescribed to him or was he actually doing what the doctor told him to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was, again, I don't know. He says he's doing what the doctor told him to do. And I said, well, if that's the case, then you need to you know, double down on your treatment and focus on your care. This is a dangerous, life-threatening illness. Uh, mm-hmm. Mackenzie you know, got ups- angry and upset that I would ever even suggest that he wasn't doing exactly what the doctor said. But that's her codependency. That's what codependents do. Like. As a
4: drug uh, – you're not a counselor, but as a drug professional, yeah. do, do you think you and other people in your profession are lied to all the 100% of the time? 100% of the time. Because
2: I've lied to you and you're my friend. Yeah, 100% of the time. <laughs> but, and, and so when doctors get angry that patients lie to them, I, I laugh yeah. at that. If my patients didn't lie to me, they, they shouldn't be seeing me. So my job is try to f- try to figure out what's going on when I'm treating somebody. I'm not treating these guys. I'm just. I know there's going to be distortions. I know there's going to be lies. But let me correct. I, just, you. I haven't
4: lied, lied to you. But I, we've been drinking before, <laughs> so and I I finished half a glass of wine. And I'm like I'm good. And the minute you were
2: gone, I'm like. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that was in your disease. That's all right. Don't don't, don't feel shame. <laughs> uh, go, go ahead,
6: Grace. All
1: right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that, and I. I. You know, I was saying in the episode. Uh, recap that I did that I found that you did a really good job at poking holes in Ryan's stories. Oh yeah, I know. They walk away like divas and throw their little tantrums, but you did a really good job at poking holes in Ryan's claims about, you know, the drug tests and all these things that just did not add up um, in a way where he and Mackenzie, it just flew way over their heads. They didn't realize that they were being caught in all these lies, um, but kind of turning gears towards Vera. I know you can't talk too too much about her because yeah. the episode is still pending, Yeah. But how do you feel about the fact that MTV, you know, wanted to fire her for getting back into porn, as a, you know, as opposed to the way that she treats staff? Instead, we saw that you know she pretty much verbally abuses her staff, and they didn't really seem to have too much of a problem with that. It was more of an afterthought in their reasons for firing her, which led to a lawsuit.
2: Again, I don't know. I you know I know the production team. It's not MTV now. You're talking about the production team. Um, And I don't know how they deal with that internally as a human resource issue. Obviously, the treatment is, you know, we all saw how she treated some of these people. And I I hope, I I feel certain, because I know the people that run these production teams, that they supported that staff, you know, had some sort of way of helping them manage whatever the consequence of that behavior is. I don't know whether they intervened on Farah or not. I, I don't know because uh, you know I, I don't I really don't even know how that would really work because is not their employee. Uh, she's employee of, of, of MTV, but the production company has its own employees. So those must be internal human resource problems that are separate from the environment in which the producers find themselves. So I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't know how they quite manage that one. Uh, on her, you know, uh, electing to continue with her career in adult entertainment. That was her choice. I don't know. I that, again. That all was that. That was all. MTV through Morgan Freeman just saying, "Here is your choice. Make your choice, and then we'll end as friends." If uh, if you know, we, we if you make a choice that doesn't include something that, that uh, we will allow, continue to employ. Yeah.
1: Um, do you find that the show has? kind of almost started to run its course you know being titled teen mom and the women sort of being you know nearing 30 and their children being preteens is it healthy that they've been recorded from birth up until this age like do you think it's going to go on almost for like how much longer what do you think about the uh, consequences that this might have on all the kids
2: i have no idea teen mom you're 60 yeah (laughs) uh, you might you might expect some of these kids are going to have uh Teen pregnancies themselves. I mean, that's kind of the way yeah. that happens. Oh my gosh! Um, but but I would tell you, I, I, I the, the thing I I know I that was about, on that show
4: when I was a grandmother, honey. <laughs> I you know
2: whether or not these environments are healthy, even healthy for kids and whatnot. I I, I don't even know how to answer that. But um, I mean, these are all you know decisions that these people made, and, and that's this is their life that they have chosen to put on television. But but the interesting thing to me. Um, <coughs> It was is really that the idea that that well not interesting, something that is just never gets identified or, or acknowledged is that in both the shows I've been involved with, uh, Celebrity Rehab and in Teen Mom, VH1 and MTV goes to tremendous lengths and tremendous expense to provide mental health services for these people. They often don't accept it, they don't want mm-hmm. it, but they go. I, I've always said they should get up and take a bow for the amount of resources they provide. So. These you know, almost every kid there has access to all kinds of resources that they would not have had had their mother not been on these programs so I don't know I don't know which is uh, you know how these things weigh out in the long run and no one will ever be able to do the studies properly to to tell but I do know they get access to a lot of resources they never would have had access to without this
1: and speaking of that do you find that the amount of resources they have both in terms of health and financial kind of almost cripples them in a way that they don't really understand how to function as regular adults these days?
2: Well, that's an interesting question, right? In other words, does, is it spoil them somehow? I mean, you could, you could almost argue and that, you know, Farrah is the one that really goes out and works, right? She's the one that does, does lots of jobs and Mm -hmm. has lots of businesses and things. And the other ones sort of tend to rely on their salaries from MTV. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, my sense, nobody's lazy i'll guarantee you that uh, and whether are you not
1: sure about that well who's lazy <laughs> who's, Yeah, how can
2: you guarantee that well who's i i, I know them pretty well who who are you no. call who's lazy tell me baby. think who's
1: lazy i would say amber is lazy i would say Caitlin is lazy i'd say Chelsea is lazy i would say well, a lot of them are lazy.
2: I, I mean as, you got to remember they they there's some being a teen mom is a marker as a mental health marker it's a marker for mental health issues, and there's a lot of stuff going on that may look like laziness that may be more on the mental health front. Well, all of that um, can be explained with editing. And, and, and editing, too. That as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it's – but but people do kind of – these guys, these, some of these women do maintain a presence in social media and things like that, so they kind of know what they're doing and what they're up to. Um, but most of them work pretty hard doing a lot of stuff, I and mean, some of them work very, very hard. Um, I mean, look at Kaylin or Macy. They do, do lots of stuff. And, I, and I, I understand what you're saying about Amber. I, I've not known her to be a lazy person. She she travels a lot. There's just so much in their life that's going on that you don't see. Uh, and if she gets depressed and ends up two weeks on the couch, then you kind of see that and you think, oh, that's all she ever does. And it's really not like that.
1: But Gary and Christina both claim that it's more than two weeks, right? That I think um, this season they were complaining that throughout the whole summer – she only had visited her daughter a total of like what 3 days or something like that
2: i, I, I don't remember that but uh yeah if you say that's what happened that i'm sure i don't i don't know what went on this summer Susan, did you talk mm-hmm. to Amber? Is Amber okay this summer? Did she have a crisis or anything?
0: She was doing great. She was taking her meds and she was, she, I met her before she got pregnant. We actually yeah. predicted she was going to get pregnant and she.
1: That quickly? Yeah, oh my God. Well, she,
0: <laughs> she, she came on my psychic show with Rebel Colby and she said, you're going to have another baby. And, she, and I looked at her and I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to give you con- contraceptive advice right now. <laughs> So then, oh like six months later, she was pregnant, but she was doing really, really, really well. Super sweet. And but, but, but on top of her life, she was trying to break up with the first boyfriend at the time, right? And I like the second oh, I, guy. That's he right. Was that that so whole sweet. thing.
2: That whole thing sent her into a spiral. The thing yeah, but, she,
0: Absolutely. but but the yeah. new guy is.
1: 10 times better he's a good guy well but she barely
2: knows him though (laughs) that's the problem but I do know people that know him and he apparently is a good guy I've never seen the
4: show he's got a
1: record on him Uh, women have restraining orders against him for allegedly stalking them like, he was going as far as dressing up as the postman or the flower delivery man to get into his ex-girlfriend's, like, uh, places of work. How do you so know all Drew, this? That is, an is not a good person. Your
5: impression is off. Yeah? It's <laughs> like not an impression. It's the I only attract off. sociopaths, so. <laughs> I had heard
2: there was something, but I heard it also was a long time ago. I'm going to go UPS yeah. man
4: to stalk Mary Lynn. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Yeah, so how it's do you feel about to that? To because she was just escaping from one abusive relationship, and then she got into another one with someone who, I don't, I don't I'm don't. i not saying abusive right now but he does have a history of Abusing people if you know these restraining orders are to be believed, and she's already pregnant by him as well. Well, you're right.
4: It was fast, but <laughs> if, if lo- again, you- sorry, I love that comment. If these restraining orders are to be believed, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> it was a given. We sort of believe those. Just in <laughs> case.
2: But, but weren't they like weren't they
4: like 15, if 15 this years ago? Twenty
2: five year
3: jail no, prison sentences recent. to be believed? Recent? Oh, oh, God, I wish. I
1: yeah, I think they're within the past five years.
0: Interesting.
2: Uh, again, I, my job is not to run their lives for them. I, I don't feel in any way I, – I don't do that for anybody. I don't tell them what well, they we or Well, we are concerned
0: shouldn't. about the opioid problem, right? Well, with if, Ryan because yeah, he's, he's, he's... he's
2: going to die. Wait, that's
4: all that's of these pregnant problems pregnant. stem from them getting pregnant as teenagers well, no, when their hormones are flowing?
2: The, te- the teenage pregnancy is just a marker. <laughs> that's a marker for mental health problems. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a symptom. Every
4: teenager wants to have sex.
2: It's, but if they get pre- – In every teenager, there's easy access to contraception. When they actually get pregnant, you you find there's a certain amount of volitional intent in it.
5: You're saying, are you tying the mental health in with just basic irresponsibility? Yeah. But it really doesn't happen as often as you would think for the amount of teens that want I agree. to have sex. Right. That's
4: amazing,
2: That's right? right. And
4: so think when they about do, it, right? We well, were <laughs> <you're laughs> driving on the
5: road; we could all be crashing into each other. We don't. We all drive on the road together. And, <laughs> what? and, and, and typically, it's, it's
2: it's, it's again a marker for mental health stuff, trauma. Usually, it's a, it, Good point, so the getting pregnant, pregnant is an attempt to solve a problem, an emotional problem. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not. I just don't take the position. It's just not my position that that. I should sit in judgment of the choices they make. I just—they just are what they are. They're struggling with life like all of us. They've had, you know, their life journey, and they've had some significant stressors. They have some some very significant psychiatric issues, and they're trying to get by like all of us. That's and not you know how can't I look treat at it. across state. No, line. I don't treat them. I don't treat them. They are not What's my patients. It's I just—I I host a talk show. And I, it takes about twelve hours to, ho- to to record it, and you see ninety minutes of it. But we do care <laughs> yeah. about them. We like oh, I them. care about them. I, I have a relationship with. I, I told I will I will give you one tidbit about Farah's interview. You ready? Here it ready. Goes. I Here it comes. I told her I will miss I will miss her. I, I really. I, and and I thought, and as as I said it to her, I I meant it. I don't know if it's going to go on TV, but but I thought you know we've all been together ten years and i have a relationship of of some sort with each of these people like and her. their family and uh, and i don't wish them ill i wish them well uh, uh, and if they you know they make certain choices and you know they drive me they frustrate me and drive me crazy sometimes and i'm worried very i get very very worried for them at sometimes but you know, these are these are humans trying to struggle and make do and i i just that's to me i'm i'm I take a much more humble perspective on all this. I, I, don't, I don't... And it never does anything, let me tell you, from the standpoint of just mental health treatment, uh, you know, mental helping in mental health generally, it's never helpful to be confrontated with people. That just throws up all their force fields and either means they're not going to communicate with you and they certainly are not going to listen to you. What, what goes <laughs> on as, you know, therapy on TV is the exact opposite of therapy in the real life. You would never confront people in real life ever like that it doesn't work if it worked we would do it all the time and we train to do it it doesn't work people that people are defended and people that are struggling if you start coming at them as a frontal assault that's the end of your relationship with them and they certainly will not listen to you or do even though they may placate you in the moment and say yeah okay i'm going to change not in a million years in real life not in a million years so, so people's you know, sort of sense of how things should go in these interviews is anathema to the truth, unfortunately. So.
4: What you said a moment ago kind of struck a chord with me when yeah. you said you wish, you wish them well and you realize they're just people struggling yeah. to be content and enjoy their lives yeah. and, and be successful. And yeah. that was something that occurred to me maybe a year or two ago, and it really diffused a lot of anger. When I would be – I would just – because I get angry for no – I'm like, look at that stupid hat. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is I'm like, he's just trying to live his life and I wish I had the confidence to wear that hat or, yeah. or I, anything I, that anyone's I, doing. I, I'm like, screw this guy. I, he just wants attention. He just wants this. But then you realize we're all just trying to figure right. that's, out that's, what that's, makes us –
2: That's how I approach it. I, yeah. what, I, what I experience more than anything, if there's an emotion, I feel it's frustration. Frustration that people do make the choices they make or do do the things they do. I'm like, oh, like come on. But I, I know, you know, I, I'm humbled in my relationship with that. Uh, again, the exception being when it comes to a life threatening issue like what Ryan's got, because then then yeah. the times times an essence here and there's some things that are really very these are really serious matters that if if something is not done, somebody will die. That's different. That is a different thing. Do you think he's on
1: the edge right now, Ryan um, himself?
2: I, I don't know because they wouldn't really tell me about the treatment that he was getting. I, I know he went to treatment and he says he's following a doctor's order. It's orders kind of now. a
4: ballsy question to ask after he said he couldn't really talk about the
2: second season. Well, no, no, no. This part I could. Do you airs. think he's it's on the airs. Airs. <laughs> edge? No, no, no. Yes or no question. That's why she's a star. I, I, I know, all, all I know is that the conversation <laughs> upset me. <laughs> and I, it's enough that I ask Macy to please let me help if there if there's an opportunity. But I'm not sure Macy's that involved right now. You know how I know I'm too old
1: for the yeah, show? Yeah, Macy, it would be difficult for her to <laughs> yeah. kind of get your help. I feel like that would be Jen and Larry and Ryan and well,
2: Mackenzie. No, but for for instance, I mean, for instance, let me just say, if they were just to go – what what should we do with this? I would say, well, here are three good treatment programs. Send them there and keep them there for six months. <laughs> That's what I would do. Uh, and if you're doing anything else, it's it's you know you're, it's very concerning. Now there are there are shorter steps to take. I mean, you can go on suboxone and replacement therapies or other things, and find some local things. But you know, I, I my my. Desire, and staying connected to them was was to urge the best possible care that would have the best possible outcome. That that was sort of what I was thinking, that they Uh need to take it very seriously and I hope they would really think about very comprehensive care. But, you know, when you get a heroin addict in treatment, they don't get better the first time. They don't. You have to treat them multiple times for them to get better over long periods of time. And there's always slips and there's always problems. That's just the way the opiate addiction works. And so any kind of opiate like that, and that's, you I know. had never heard that before. Oh, it's not, never once one Have you ever met anybody with opiate addiction that got better after one no, treatment? No, in fact, I was thinking about Bob's 22 visits. Yeah, Bob had 24, 22 visits. And that's one of the sort of misconceptions people have about addiction, that somehow they're going to be well after a single treatment. It just doesn't work like that. And so he's, mm-hmm. and by the same token, he's in that struggling phase where he's trying to figure it out. And, uh, and I just hope he stays safe during that. That's all. So you- but
1: can you unleash with me about the fact that these people can't uh, yeah, seem to
3: I mean, figure <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> yeah. so I feel
1: I feel like it's just so frustrating that they can't seem to figure life out before bringing kids into drama. Like Kate was still mm-hmm. suffering from PPD before she got pregnant again. Ryan is in the midst of his heroin addiction and he's having kids. Um Janelle just just keeps popping them out even though she's not stable yet either. It's just, what is it about kids that they're just so obsessed with despite their own instability? Well,
4: one, I wish they could be more like me and have their shit together. Wh-
2: one, <laughs> of the, one, one of the theories is, from, a, from an evolutionary biology perspective, one of the theories is, is that when people have severe mental illness – they they biology pushes them to reproduce quickly because their life exp- life expectancy is short.
0: Oh, really? that's oh. one of the that's that of the, makes sense. That,
2: that's that's one really of the nice. evolutionary theories about why this happens. So we need to now, have another
0: show with Grace because okay. this is a okay. whole episode. Right, and right. today it's it, it's right. Marilyn's turn. All right, we got <laughs> to get go. Lynn here. But uh, Grace, I I
2: enjoy talking to you and thank you for being. We're like, gonna
0: have you back after yeah, the second I... episode.
2: Yeah, and uh, great. Thank you yeah. Then we'll talk about the fair interview and stuff and. And uh, I, I, you know, it, it, it's, mental health issues are, are complex, right? And they are not a straight line to recovery, and people tend to make the same mistakes over and over again, even when they're in treatment. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's just the nature of these problems. And you just got to remember, you started with somebody with a, a marker for a significant mental health problem, which is teen pregnancy, and then you followed it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: yeah. And it's real.
2: All right, my dear. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you.
0: Where can, you so you, much, Where can we find yeah, you, Grace? Where can
1: we find you? Yeah, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Grace Report. I'm also on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram under Grace Report as well. Okay,
3: great.
2: There you go. See you later. All right, we'll take a break, be right back. <laughs> I think you're all aware that we just had a terrible flu season. It may not be quite over yet. There may be another spike coming. Hopefully you used hydration, hydrolyte to stay ahead with your hydration. It is the best oral hydration product out there. I, I intended to invent it. They came along, I got behind them. Even if you avoid the flu, stay hydrated. It sounds simple, but it's not just about drinking water. It's about getting fluids, getting the right kind of fluids, particularly if you're working out regularly, running, that sort of thing. beauty of Hydrolyte is whether you're sick or not, you can absolutely benefit from the proper balance of sodium, glucose, and water. And, of course, Hydrolyte does this better than any sports drink. And water alone, that's a different issue. Hydrolyte comes in great flavors like orange, berry, and lemonade, it's available in a pre-mixed drink, a powder, or, what I like, the effervescent tablet that you can simply drop in a glass or a bottle of water. Compared to sports drinks, Hydrolyte delivers you up to four times the electrolytes with 75% less sugar. That's right. Hydrolite solutions are appropriate for all ages, and each bottle or package includes easy to follow dosing instructions. You can find Hydrolite at Rite Aid or at slash DRDREW. That's Dr. Drew. For a limited time, any listeners can save 30% on Hydrolite. Just click the banner on my website, drdrew.com. Use the code Dr. Drew18. That is D R D R E W 18 at checkout. hydrolite.com Dr. Drew, and use the code doctor Drew18. All right, we're back. Of course, the other voice you were hearing uh, was Marilyn Rice Cup. I dare you to, to spell her name. Hi. <laughs> really, I, I cannot ever I, spell your I name. I
5: like that. I dare you to spell my last name. That's a good by. spin on how terrible it is. It, 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 I dare you to spell w- it. Wait, try, it's dangerous. Let's <laughs> go ahead and try. I don't
2: hear Mike. Uh, I heard, uh, Nate, I don't hear Mike. You hear what? Right. You hear what? Uh, probably
4: 15 years ago, Sarah Silverman introduced her as Marilyn Rice Cup, and I went, got it. <laughs> like, like the actual. You know, I, I just assumed I I'm like so right. I'm so dumb that that's how it's actually pronounced, regardless of the spelling. Yes, yes. That's so, just her
5: way. She yeah. put her spin on it. Is it now, Hungarian or something? What is it's uh, Czechoslovakian. Czech.
4: Oh, how weird. She's yeah. Czech too. What, what? Yeah.
5: That's what I'm talking about.
4: Weird bonding over something that doesn't matter.
5: How dare you? Let's talk about your Star Trek living room again. <laughs> oh, we will. Don't you worry. We'll get into that. Speaking how do you guys know
2: each other?
4: From we, the improv don't. No,
5: we, we don't have comedy What? No we do. I know. Yeah. But we really don't. We don't we really see know each other. other for years. Yeah,
4: we say hi and I uncomfortably hugged her the other night. That's weird of you. Yeah, for me. <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: It wasn't that weird for me, but what else oh, good. did you talk oh, good. about? Good. You said something. Good. You revealed because something. Because it felt like I, that I was an even...
2: inappropriate hug. But you said something weird evidently.
4: Who said something weird? Oh, no.
5: You you told me that I looked like I was having a breakdown
3: or something. <laughs> no.
4: And i I say
5: said, that? I said, that's just my natural face. Or you th- were worried that I was upset <laughs> oh, or something like probably that.
4: Probably a pathetic attempt to try to bond or something. I don't so know. Good.
5: I think I just was trying to think of my set. And I, also, that's my yeah, natural face. Yeah. That Which I, is, just... is, I
4: think is is, ad- is, a, is a, a positive. <laughs> I, I do. Resting I, upset I, face so she could be on 24 no, behind the computer. I'm like, resting upset all the time. I've made a career out of it. It is a good Timely reference, too. The – uh you came up at a therapist appointment a few weeks ago and my therapist was almost yelling at me about
2: – Are you pointing at me or Mary Lynn? No, my
4: therapist was going,
2: you – you came ch- up? Which one of us came up? Mary Lynn up? did. Okay.
4: You've come up before too. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think he's a real doctor.
3: <laughs>
4: um, Mary Lynn – You
5: come up in his dreams. Uh, my night therapist
4: night. said, you 100% of the time – Tell people they're full of shit and they don't know what they're talking about, and I go, I've never done that. She goes, you apps. Anytime somebody gives you a compliment, you immediately tear it apart. And I go, you know what's funny is before I came to this appointment, it was eight thirty on a Wednesday night. I go, I saw a comic in the parking lot, and you said, oh, your hair looks cool tonight, and I went, oh, it looks terrible, and I left. <laughs> and I go, I did that. I did that exact thing. <laughs> somebody said something nice to me, and I immediately went, oh, you're wrong. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Isn't that, weird? Isn't that weird? That's you, man. You need to, you, weird you need to take it.
4: I'm sorry for mentioning your... Take a compliment. Uh, resting serious face. Yeah. yeah. Resting upset Look face. Look at me now. But you know what? I think that's <laughs> part... how happy I am I now. think that's part of your personality. I'm
5: going to rebuild it into this. <laughs> it's
4: but not too late, man. You're right? going to rebuild it?
5: <laughs> I'm going to rebuild my resting face <laughs> into a smile.
2: So what else going? Where, where can we see you? Where should we look for you?
5: Uh, I'm at the Comedy Store every week at marylandricecup.com on all platforms. I got to start a podcast, guys.
2: Go on. I start. heard
5: that's the thing when you because I want to go on the road.
2: Oh yeah, to sell do some tickets. Comedy yeah. to
5: sell some tickets to make that connection because I got a lot of TV credits, but that doesn't necessarily unless you're in front of their faces doing comedy I'm exhausted already so, so I got, I, I got I, a big movie so coming I out I did oh, a big movie called Night School with Kevin Ooh. Hart and Tiffany Hadditch oh, that's big cool. broad comedy it was super fun I to
2: spend the day with Mary Lynch. she was in Bob Saget's film Benjamin was coming okay. out in the fall so we hung out with Kevin Pollack and
3: that was super fun. It was really fun.
5: Because yeah. that, that was like a gift. You guys showed up at the end of a very long night. We're like, hey, these guys are here. <laughs> we were uh, like,
2: hey, it's a party. It yeah, was we so fun. We're like hanging out with you guys. You're like, you're sick with a hoodie on. <laughs> you were like in that little side room. <laughs> well, yeah. There
5: were some things going on. That's we had been in that house good. for quite a while. And it's it was a all... night shoot. It was at yeah, night that's right. on top of a roof. But you at there... the
4: premiere party at a shooting location? Huh? No, no. I, no, I, I about... was in the film.
2: Oh, got it! Got Playing,
4: it!
5: Playing uh, the secret. At, they can't what?
2: talk about it. Don't talk about oh. it. It's a, it's a surprise. Why it's out? Yeah, it's, it's out. Not out yet.
3: Film, it I premiered, but it
5: didn't okay. come out. Yeah, come out. so
2: Bob asked me to keep that. Oh, oh, okay. that, that's the reveal. So
5: we'll keep, well, Gosh, the you reveal. caught me right before I, I blew how
2: it. About that. Nice job. So it's a good time.
5: Um,
2: <laughs> I
4: mean, I'm surprised you don't have a podcast because it's a really nice outlet. <laughs> well, I, it's a I really saw, air... saw
2: Mary Lynn with Christina P, and mm-hmm. they were great together. I was thinking this should be like the super smart – I love Christina sh- P. It should be a super smart women comedy tour. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we had
5: be. an idea years ago, Christina and I. This was before – timely 24 reference before it <laughs> came 24 came back which yeah. was five or six years ago now so even before that she and i we were analyzing dr laura <laughs> and just it was like a house on fire it, but it was so um meta the way we were you know like yeah, yeah. P- picking a bit of a call and just like
3: i i, love like, I could
5: talk about this for an hour just like what's going on, what no, going on well, i love that i love that i love
2: that you got to go on your mom's house at least. And yes, that, I, it's so. been a while since yeah, I've been on there. So. They,
4: but I would have, love to hear you guys do that. Take, I would too. Even if it wasn't, I don't think Dr. Laura's even on right now. But something That's like why
5: that. Such a like.
4: No, but it, it's that would be fantastic. Listening Dr. to Phil somebody or something Just, just yeah. take
2: something apart. It'd be very interesting to hear you guys.
5: Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. We, did, we even did a live show. Of it, um, You know
2: what? There's sort of a movement in that direction. I don't know if you saw, have you seen the uh, Natasha Leggero honeymoon special? On no. no? Oh. She and her husband pick yeah. people apart a bit. Oh, uh,
5: they bring people from the audience. Yeah, I think I saw a clip yeah, on social media. It was very
2: good.
4: The problem is, yeah. I, 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 I'm not a fan of critics, and it seems like you're venturing into critic area where you're going to go, look what this guy's doing. Now let me tell you how, what a loser he is. And then you go, oh, somebody could watch my show where I'm criticizing this. But then again, Dr. Laura deserves it.
3: So no, It's a
5: fine line, though. You've been yeah. around comedy long enough. So, I mean, people kind of love sometimes yeah. – sometimes that's super fun when you're on stage and you just are, oh, you guys are on a date. This is happening. He thinks that. Because yeah. sometimes you yeah. get into that zone where you're picking up on people's stuff and yeah. they also kind of love it when you – Yes.
4: But I've seen people's YouTube videos where they're criticizing other people's YouTube videos, and you're
5: kind
3: of like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, "That's you, what you, the world
5: is turning into." Everyone's the, the cutie video pie, game, Poody where pie. Someone's watching <laughs> you right, to talk Poody about pie. the video exactly, game, exactly. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: exactly.
2: Oh my goodness! Can, um, we should have talked about this well,
4: just I, beforehand.
3: I but,
2: want, uh, I want. Uh, oh, is this an email I was supposed to read?
3: <laughs> Get
0: to it.
2: Susan, was I supposed to read this email?
0: Yeah, but I think you kind of – it was about – I just thought it was interesting. A woman emailed you about how you should put Ryan in 12-step and stuff like that, and they just don't show that on Teen Mom. So I, I printed out that email. She's a nurse. She seemed really nice, and it was nice of her to
2: – She says rather than support uh, – It seems like this show is all over the map. He said you dated you, – you, you questioned his compliance with outdated therapies such as 12-step and a – and interrogated his abilities to remain absent from other substances. Um, look, there's about to be a Cochrane analysis that shows 12 step is more effective than any other treatment out there, or as effective as any other treatment. So the idea that it's not evidence based or is outdated is insanity. Okay, let's so move on. I will always be <laughs> emphasizing that kind of thing. It's free and it's available. It's not the only thing, but it's free I think Grace to was really
0: business. great, and you guys talked about it now. All we right, can, fair We enough. can read fair that
2: another time. I want to talk about Mike's life right now with Mary Lynn and, and Mike. So do you know what he's up to right now?
5: Purging? Fixing.
4: Yes. Fixing my problems.
2: Yes. And
4: slowly so fixing.
5: I heard earlier, you change one addiction to another addiction, and now you're going, you're getting rid of stuff? But the, it's not you're just gonna, that.
4: It's... It, and, and I don't want to make this all about me, but essentially, and I've been at the improv for 30, cool <laughs> for 30 years. Thank you. Look I'm, at that. I'm cured, right? <clears throat>
3: Done.
4: I've been there for so long and it just felt like I was spinning my wheels and I had all this frustration and all this anger and it wasn't necessarily, like I literally took fuck the man. Like to a I, new level. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck any of, anyone of authority. But I didn't take it as a ha, ha, ha. That, that is, that I is, took it as, really, that's my enemy. Screw them. And I made it... A, such a waste of energy. I made it very difficult what, to work why, with why the, that, the upper energy? management for the last 10 years. What a waste. What'd that do for you? You're not helping. I'm
2: just saying. It's, like, just, it's such a waste of energy.
4: I, I, I'm going to sum this entire thing up right now. So I pitched an idea for a film mm-hmm. to a friend. He gave me the money for it. I quit. I didn't realize there was going to be a mourning period. Right, all of my identity was locked up in that company for thirty years. Yeah. Um. And all. And it was a very difficult transition. And then it got worse and worse. And then I was just spinning my wheels. And he flew out here, and went, "You seem to be frantic, and you're just not doing what you're supposed to be doing." And he decided, "You need to get clean up your life and clean get fix your you know because I just disregard everything. I owe the IRS twenty three thousand dollars, and I'm like, whatever." And it's just squandering money left and right on bullshit items and just living, thinking, oh, I'm going to be dead anyway, so what does it matter? But right now, he has me documenting all of these things, and one of them is getting rid of all that bullshit. And I've got hundreds and hundreds of toys and all this stuff that I collected. It's way more than just that as a yeah. distraction. It's everything I've done as a distraction. Every time I buy Whoa. a new car, I, you know my car is a 2015 it has got 169,000 miles on it. I put three or four hundred thousand miles on a car in four or five years, constantly because I just drive for anxiety. I go out to the middle of nowhere and I go out there with the idea of I'm going to take photos, or I'm going to make a video, or I'm going to record a podcast. But realistically, I'm just avoiding things. And at this point, right now, and I don't, I know it's going to be more of a long transition. I want to fix this. I want to be responsible. I want to have a sense of pride. What, is, and what I wanna, is this? This issue where I just feel like garbage. I just feel like a worthless fraud. And it just feels like except bullshit. for that though except, yeah. except, but, except
3: for that is there anything no, else? no but I but part of it is like except this IRS worth, issue and then fraud.
4: you know I went from being overpaid for a pretty easy job yeah and not really having a boss for. Decades,
2: maybe that's why you had to create the boss, create the man.
4: Yeah, and then now I I'm being held accountable for something, and I've made two other films, and I did those on my own, at my own. And I always had an excuse, like I didn't really try. And now I want to be completely honest and transparent, and I want to be true to myself, whatever that person is. And it scares the fuck out of me, frankly. But I'm just, I just want to be comfortable in my own skin, and I'm super not. And and this is all
5: saying that the the fuck the man thing was part of the whole defense mechanism yeah, that you Yeah. Yeah. Like don't. I took
4: it literally. Like I anytime I see somebody in authority, I'm like the enemy. And I felt it in my heart. So and that's ho- like oppositional defiance disorder. Whoa. The Same. only time that I've ever made made this work in a showbiz thing was like Star Trek. Like when I sat down with Paramount executives <laughs> and I pitched the idea of me directing this this show and I I knew what to say. And it was just lies. Like, they're like, you should do this. Yeah, great idea. You should do this. Yeah, great idea. And then I left and did my own thing.
2: Oh, hold on a second. Do you, do you mean that people don't
4: lie in pitches routinely? <laughs> no, I know they do, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't play along. Like, I didn't t- look at some guy and go, that is a great idea, even though I had no plans to yeah. follow through. Yeah. But the, the, I'm sorry for rambling. That's, that's, that's my story right now, where I'm at, and I'm... Well,
5: that, uh, yeah, but that's, I mean, I, first of all, I can relate to st- stuff you're saying, but the pitch thing is almost like, how do you get along in a business sense? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. need, I, I'd like to be able to get through the pitch and yeah. believe that I can do it without tearing yeah. it apart before it happens. Um,
4: well, our our mutual friend, Paul, who's paying for the movie that Dr. Drew met last week, Act told me if you can get rid of this financial stress and this clutter in your life which isn't just all the junk that i own it's other stuff too like what it, just uh, like just overthinking everything and not having a sense of pride and you know, it, didn't we drill
2: down into the mom stuff you and i on the phone one day yeah and, yeah. Isn't, and didn't you promise you were going to deal with that and isn't that really what we're at the on the, I, the verge of here
4: yeah. How so? A,
5: what is, tell
4: yeah, me. it's a not it, a sense of pride. If I'm going to be honest about all this, if I'm, well, I'm. I got a therapist.
2: I know, and you so told me you were going to go talk about the mom stuff and not stop avoiding it.
4: I've talked about it, and I don't know what what re- resolution comes from that. Well,
2: you have to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and Yeah. sort of revisit and reframe it, and you start to look at it from different. She has, she, she
4: has. I, I do look at things in a different perspective
2: yeah. now. I do understand why
4: I just want to get away and hide from people, and I understand partially why I'm so angry about these things. I and love I- to get away and hide from yeah. people. Yeah, it you took should, me. You it took to Death me, years, me.
5: Uh, It took me the first uh, when I when we first met each other. I would go into auditions. I would get parts. Uh, this is a little bit of sidetrack, but it all relates. I was so nervous that one of my first parts was the part of a nervous secretary for the Meredith baxter Burning wow. vehicle way back in the 90s, and I was so good. I was like, I'm going to use it, and that they said, you're great. We're going to send you to producers. I didn't know what that meant. I walked upstairs, and she was sitting across from me, and I was like doing the nervous thing, but it was real, and I looked at her, and I could see her feeling bad for me, and then I, just, and then I was like, the mom from Family Ties, and I blacked out, and I left the room, and I did not get the part. Uh, that was a sidetrack. But the main thrust of I would go into these casting rooms, and I was good enough at getting through it, but inside of me, I felt like, oh, fuck them. They don't get it. You know, like uh, that whole crew we hung out with, it, insanely talented, lovely group of people, but also I think looking back on it, all had kind of a chip on our shoulders of like, the man doesn't get what we're trying to do. And then yeah. that was a bit uh, – Well, the first time fueled, I became – uh, like, movement that
2: seems, defensive. seems so yeah. defensive well i didn't
5: realize until a good 12 years in oh everybody the casting director more than anyone is on your side the producers they want you to do well like yeah, people actually yeah. and i had this whole like yeah whatever <laughs> I like i just like a stained t-shirt and i'm looking back i was like i was kind of a hot bitch like why did i think the yeah. world is against me at yeah. all times, because it's easier you, it, to like hide behind. I that, gotta right? say, one of the Please things, things me, that uh,
2: I, I, I go ahead finish that. Well,
4: one of the things I've always liked about you, and the first time I became aware of you was on Mister Show, um, because I worked on that show, and I remember just going, she, "Like she, you were, I thought you were so intriguing because you were you were odd, but in a very like in a very na- natural to you way, and I like that you still are it's, yourself it's on stage, smart. and you still smart. will do stuff that's odd. And or smart. that's in
2: your head. And smart, I'm telling you, stuff smart she does. Yeah, no, but I'm saying I
4: I I like that a lot. I love comics that stick to being themselves. Yes. Whether even sometimes, you know, at the risk of you know, sometimes I've seen you over the last 25 years mm-hmm. sometimes not do great. Oh, and yeah. it was because and I'm like, she's still sticking to Mary Lynn. I'm like, that is Mary Lynn. And I love I but I love it. I, that's... I don't
5: know if that was a choice or by <laughs>
4: no, but, default. No, you know but you know what I'm saying? Some people would be like, I gotta go home and write some regular old jokes. Yeah and and I like that you didn't do that.
5: I didn't know how to do that. I wanted to do that. I was tortured over I mean, for years I'd be like, Why don't you have a sketch packet, me voice to myself? I don't have the capability to do that. I was performing out of some sort of need uh to express myself and but you know for approval, what's great? as like our reaching out.
4: When people see you and know you, you are you. There was no she's like this. Yeah, she's yeah. like that person, yeah. and it's pretty cool.
2: Let me let me ask something. I, I want to go back to this oppositional defiance stuff that you guys both had. This yeah. anti whatever whatever it was, anti-authoritarianism or fear of yeah. authority or who knows what this actually was. I have zero of that, and I it mystifies me. You're laughing at that? My wife laughed at that for some reason.
5: It's true. Well, that's why you're soothing. I mean, I know you are who you are and you have this long career, but just your vibe, uh, you know, we're like the, hey, we might, uh, you're the authority, we might like punch a hole in the wall, (laughs) you don't know what, we might hang some things from the ceiling and you're just, you... Yeah,
2: Yeah, but some people cast me as the authority and then I get the the bullshit and, and it's mystifying to me always. I'm like... Why It's such a waste. I, yeah, it, but if we take away let,
5: your, the, how easy it is for you to go in that position of authority, take that away. You Your presence, there but, is something about you that's not like, oh God, I'm, yeah. I'm a fraud, I'm this. Yeah. You, but, you but, just have that.
2: But forget it about me. I, I don't understand people that take issue with authority. I just don't understand it. Because whoever the authority is, it's just somebody also just trying to get by. Well, no. Try- if you want me to be totally honest, it's it might be narcissism. It might, it might be arrogance that I think,
4: fuck you. I'm doing something creative. And you don't get it because you're not creative. So... Get the fuck out of my head. I agree. Out of my it
5: flips life. from um, I, I have, I'm have i something special. Yes. And then yes. the other end of that is I'm a piece of shit. Yes. It goes from that yes. to
2: that. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. Therefore, having an authority around reminds me of what origi- That's right. originally yeah. made me feel like a piece of shit. It's like the a I'm two- a piece of shit. Look at me. Well, but it's – yeah. The piece, piece of shit around which the whole I'm world – I'm a piece of shit. I yes. should have more listeners yes. on my podcast. P- piece of shit around which the whole world revolves. <laughs> I don't try.
4: I need more than 8,000 downloads a week. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this. Yes, I don't – I make it real clear, I'm not really trying because this isn't the best I can do because I'm special, <laughs> but I should have a bigger but audience. That's that, right. So it,
5: it, so it leaves you in that area of not doing the best you can do, but knowing that you're better than. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, you, that sounds it's like, like dad slippery. Stuff.
2: It sounds like dad somehow made you feel not worthwhile or something. Well, no? we don't need to talk about my...
4: Let's talk about it, though. <laughs> no, but we don't <laughs> need to talk... About... I, I understand my I mom un- problems. About, I understand But we're not that. talking about your mom. Now no, we're talking about your dad. Yeah.
5: Tell us about your dad. <laughs>
4: Like We know my mom was not a good mom, is not a good mom, forever, never was. Let me get this straight. She's not a good mom? Yeah. Okay. Wait, forever, what Forever you saying? Forever, exactly. never. forever I mean, never. I mean, I feel like once I start, it's going to be a <laughs> half an hour <laughs> and then
6: another thing. Forever, never, never.
4: I mean, just take the cult. He's
5: holding back. <laughs> just
4: the fact that she took her four little kids and moved us into a cult where we lived in yeah. one room for two years yeah. is bad mom and never saw her. Yeah. Like And then imagine that happening another thousand times with other circumstances and stuff. And, but I understand why I have these issues on that side of it. But I, and I also understand why I want to run away. Like I, like, even, like I have an insane week this week. And my thought tomorrow is I'm driving out to Death Valley and I'm just going to hang out in the middle of the
2: desert. Well, your first move in terms of getting better is not doing that anymore. That's an easy move. Like, I'm not going to drive to the desert. It's easier either. said than done, though. Yeah, I'm not. You
4: gonna. know,
5: a few minutes ago when I said I love to hide, he goes, You should come to Death Valley <laughs> with me. <laughs> Cut to us tomorrow. Hey, uh, no, I don't even remember I, what I had to do anymore. I
2: promise you. Cut to you guys at the Opera House at Death Valley.
5: this is totally. <laughs> no,
4: I, there is some cool stuff in Death Valley. I see.
5: <laughs> What's, it's called
2: the Opera House, right? I've dragged. Super Mike, I've, the Opera House? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
5: There's that beef jerky place I no, that, uh, that was a, that was Las Vegas. Oh. <laughs>
2: I've I have And now I'm I'm totally preoccupied with that too. Like how do they make a how do they it's People go in there and buy
5: beef <laughs> yeah, jerky? it's like, really good f- and really bizarre. Death Valley
2: is
4: fantastic, and there are so many hidden gems that you would not believe exist out okay, there. Okay, you're not going to see them tomorrow.
2: This is your first
5: must get your to-do list. And, and here's the deal.
2: I, feel, I can feel the resistance exuding from your body. You must, you must um, on your own behalf, make a determination to go a different direction. Change it. This is, this is the moment of change. You've got to go the other way.
4: I don't like having a moment of change. I like it to be a big wide sweeping turn. Let, that's less it, let it go for
2: several days then, but not does not include driving to Death Valley. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see about that. Even Nate goes. See you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, see <laughs> no, no. Cut through cut through Instagram pictures um, of the Death Valley.
4: <laughs> How are you right now? How's your head right now?
5: Um Jeez. It's fine. Get Look, I'm off curious. my back. I'm curious. You're, you're the, so man. the man. Like at this point
4: in your life, like where is it's your be- head? It's
5: much better and worse in some ways. <laughs> like, what's the
3: worse? <laughs>
5: um, because I feel like I'm getting down to the core of some things, and I and I relate to some of what you're saying. Where um, when I wake up in the morning, I have the luxury of i I still do need money, but I've got a pretty low yeah. overhead, and, I'm, and my family's great, and yeah. my husband kind of lets me do what I want to do and which sometimes drives me crazy because I want more attention, but then most of the time it's like cool. I have a guy that doesn't mind me going out and doing stand up, but I can wake I up you' say go, going to Death Valley with a right to here. Death Valley <laughs> um, but I can wake up and and um, see the mechanism starting already of all the things that I want to do that I'm not doing of the perpetual, you haven't done this. You have things that you want to do. I'm scared. I don't know how to do it. I don't feel like I've gotten what I deserve or what I want. Um, and I'm worried because I'm getting older and there's always like a snowball effect of things. And then there's an, you know, there's another part of me that's like, Hey, it's okay. And that part of me is is getting bigger of like knowing, seeing the part that's attacking. So your
4: perception of the whole business has changed then where it's not it, your total, I- your identity and you need to make a mark to prove yourself.
5: I mean, I still want to do a lot of stuff, um, but it is better in terms of, I'm not just like, dating musicians and comedians because I need validation. I'm not going on stage out of this incredible neuroses. Now I can sit back and it still gives me a lot of anxiety and it's a challenge but it's more of like, oh I do this because I want to do it. I'm yeah. not doing it because I need to prove something Which is, or that I need people to like me.
4: Do you appreciate how great that is?
5: I'm starting to. I'm starting to. Like because Yesterday morning was like, and I today, it's almost like if you had a really great Meditation experience Which I Once in my life I went to this guru With this f- friend of mine That's a whole other story But I had one of those Profound <laughs> experiences But yesterday did I woke wait, up Wait you
4: just pointed at him When you yeah, said With this friend of mine yeah, no, no, This guy No no, no. That, I don't know it, I was, was, was that med- ayahuasca
5: was,
2: I gave you Or was that Yes the, 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 remember when we did
5: that And we
2: <laughs> pissed And shit thought you just did like the And barfed And then we were like Isn't life beautiful <laughs> uh,
5: But pissed, yesterday morning Pissed I, and
2: shit and barfed
5: You know We let it all go We sneezed we cried. We pulled our it's hair so out. Good. We I grew hair it. in other places. <laughs> we wiped out in between our toes. Um, but yesterday, I had a snowball of positive behavior. Which, as soon as you use language to describe it, it becomes that. But the experience of it was uh, um, lasting in a way that I had never experienced, and it wasn't loud. And it was just sort of a, a neutral happiness that Did it come lasted naturally? for yes. And I think I. It was related to the performance I had done the night before. Uh, Maybe I – I didn't have the best dreams, but sometimes I I will wake up and I'll know I had a stress dream Mm because I just carry that through. So whatever the magical combo was, there was – I would say about three or four hours, which I've never in my life experienced a sort of gentle buoyancy upward with everything. And I was like, you better remember this. I'm like, <laughs> write it down. So, of course, today I'm like, you didn't remember or write it down. Like, how are you ever going to get back there? And then another voice was like, hey, you might not. It's totally cool. And then I'm just back to the uh, fight zone in my head. Um, but I had it and I recognized it and that means it'll, it'll happen again.
4: But like there's... Yeah. When I talk to people about their careers and their – like people that are – comics that are super hungry and stuff and they're young. Yeah. I always – I I didn't know this all the time. I just realized it maybe 10 years ago. If you do something you like doing, you might not be successful. You might be successful. But at least you're not going to end up 60 years old going, I just spent 25 years being a comic and I don't like it or a musician and I don't like it or doing this and I don't like it. And then you're going to just be filled with – Animosity. Well, there is a
5: part of that um that this is total on the side of that but where it, some, i don't like going out of the house yeah i understand that but i love doing comedy so yeah. there there's also a nightly uh
4: Gets you collapse
5: out. of like i really this is the last thing i want to do it takes a lot of unpleasantness to then get there and sometimes it's not even until after the performance That I'm like, I feel really good. This is awesome. This is totally what I'm meant to be doing. This is what I want to be doing. But you'll love this. The other night I had one-nighter in Indiana, and this comic came out to me. He recognized me as an actor. And uh, one-nighter, little comedy festival, not a lot of money, strange locale. uh, He comes up. He goes, you've got juice. I don't know if you're funny or not. but And he's talking to me, and I'm like, eh, cool, thanks. And he's like, so what is it? Comedy or acting? And I'm like, "Um, both? No, you can't have both. Like, it was one of these, like, you got to go on the road. I'm like, I've been on the road, but I also like visibility and selling tickets. And I'm, no, man, you got to go because you're funny and it's in your heart. And I was just like, (laughs) 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 Like, boy, he's like testing me because he recognized. And it's like, would I be here for a one-nighter at some... Rinky-dink, small, yeah. Thing. If I didn't love yeah. what I was doing, Plus like, you why do that you think I'm Advice here? at Burning Man. Um, if you want by to the way, I, career to, advice, to that,
2: I, I want to see you act more. I want to see more of your acting. I just personally want to see more. Thank of Thank you. Because because she's good. Yeah. And, it's, and, and you do lots of different stuff. I'm not kidding. Thanks. I, I just have this feeling. No, if, that okay, there's no denying you're super
3: talented. Let's go. Let's go. No, but,
2: the, but the acting part, I, I don't know the that. The
4: acting part, like, I think her at her best is like when you're a panel on a talk show. And I can't even remember where I saw you, your first Letterman, maybe. Like, it was just the perfect panel. Huh. Like, it was, re- I just remember in my head, it was just perfect. It was like you, your personality. Did you get the couch? And it was super <laughs> funny, like genuinely funny, and it was just a great segment. I remember, and that was like twenty—I don't dude. know how long ago that was, but yeah. uh, that was a long time ago. And uh, and uh, it was fantastic. It was a perfect like guest panel. Good. Am I we making this up? Was it
5: Letterman? Yeah, I'm sure. I know I've done them all. I've done um, them all. Yeah, short it's hair. Been a while. Yeah. At the time. Thank you.
2: Do more acting. I just, I just like it, it. You know
5: what? I don't think I'd be back in the comedy as much if I had gotten more acting work. I'm just. Uh...
2: No, I'm sure it's. I, I can imagine the reality it was just terrible. I mean, in terms of ugh, going out there and all the yeah. this, all the no, no, no's that was. How I, I, how I just pictured. I just know as a viewer, somebody that consumes your stuff. It's it's very it. it need more of it. That's all.
5: Thanks.
3: i
4: I just pictured because I've had this like fantasy for the last couple of years that my therapist fucking destroyed. But I just want to buy a motorhome and live in it. And I feel like that's going to be where I end up, in a motorhome. How Hol- did she destroy homeless. it? She just pointed
2: out to me why I want this escape mechanism, yeah, just, why I want just, to always be you're moving. Gonna, you're going to be living in your escape mechanism. Yeah, it's like and, you're going to be your escape mechanism.
4: So instead mechanism. you're just cleaning just, your house. <laughs> I genuinely thought of it. I was like, I got a great idea for you. Hire a dude in an armored truck to drive you to gigs. And then there's no windows. And you can just sit in a comfortable chair. And when you're about to go on, they just open the door and you walk in, you go on, then you get back in your oh. comfortable armored truck with no windows oh, that's and somebody so great. But wouldn't
2: that be that, that sounds like some Corolla would do. But that gives <laughs> the I don't, I don't see Maryland doing that. That leaves no.
4: the whole going outside because yeah. I know I if I were a comic, I don't want to get in my car, park, go into a comedy club, have to talk to people and then and then But you
5: know what? I like it once I do and I need yeah, it of course. once
4: I do. Hey, even last night I went to a party and I dread parties. I dread them. And it was the most Wonderful! I've learned this a million times. You know that, right? Like yeah, when I you mean, call me up and say, "Let's go to dinner." I'm like, Ugh, fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 thank, fuck!" Thank you for that, Mike. I have to go. <laughs> no, but it's not personal. It's not. I dread everything, and I committed um. to this party last night. And once I got there, I was like, "Oh, I love these people, and I'm comfortable around them, and they're all mutual friends." Yes. You, you know. And uh, I was like, this, "This was a great experience." I had an hour-long conversation with Evan Sleder, and and and. Uh, it was just I, I'm like I forgot what it's like to be social and actually have an engaging conversation with somebody I like.
2: Uh, tell them tell them about what we're seeing on your Instagram and what you're doing. You haven't really talked about the uncluttering yet. Like what, I am what's uh, really happening.
4: I, I'm the, the beginning of the, the, This is going to be a process, courtesy of Paul, l- allowing me to do this. Besides the regular film about death, <laughs> um, which you making really... a movie called Death is Funny. And uh, Marilyn gets it. She's, she's like, done yeah, done. yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> no, okay, my sister got killed two years ago. And uh, it was the most harrowing, just the sickest feeling. I, I can't even explain it. And somebody goes, a tree fell in her car. And somebody goes, what are the odds? And I went, why after the worst thing that ever happened to me would you bring up the second worst thing? Math. (laughs) And then I was like, what kind of monster makes a joke (laughs) at the worst time in his life? So that was the pitch. that I got the money for the movie. And then it's transitioned into another side project, which is total transparency. Which is
2: getting into the what kind of monster part.
4: Yeah, but total transparency right now. So I'm taking all that stuff in my living room Hundreds and hundreds oh, and of you're toys. You're filming you doing it. I'm getting rid of everything. I'm Including selling the it, Star Trek? giving it away. He has the flight Ev- deck of the Star Trek everything. Enterprise
2: in his living room. <laughs> Do you Every-
4: know that? I'm okay. I all know, of this, all of this bullshit it looks is going amazing. away. <laughs> it's going to
5: be sad to be. Terrible. But I mean, is that I, going
4: away too. I genuinely have a problem trying to fill something with buying shit well, that I don't you're even a watch.
5: hoarder, but of fun, shiny new things, yeah. not but like rat. Yeah, but it's
4: embarrassing because okay. First of all, I don't like wearing watches. I bought a $5,000 watch at 1 in the morning for no reason. It's oh. a
2: $5,000 wow. uh-huh.
4: watch? You way? want to buy it? What is the you want to buy it? With you? Let's smash it right now. You want to buy it? This isn't the worst. Th- this isn't the worst. I have three swords. I don't like medieval times. I'm not into like... swords. I have three swords.
2: You weren't guilted enough as a kid, clearly, because <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
4: could yeah, do that. Brothers and sisters?
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh that, in the room. $5,000 watch? What's the, what the fuck?
4: I thought, I thought it was going to make me happy. Yeah, but nothing, none of these, nothing, no, nothing. How long the- did it
5: make you happy for? N-
4: zero. Oh. None of these things. See, I bought a fancy car
5: to- and it kept me happy for a good eight months to a year. Shit,
4: I'm doing that today. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Drive doing, it to Death Valley. I'm doing that today. <laughs>
2: I can see where a car can make you happy because it's a, a pleasurable
4: experience. Yes. Doing.
5: It, it, yeah, yeah, it gave back yeah. for a while. Yeah. It, it did fade, but. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because
2: you get used to it, just like anything
4: else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole thing is just transparency. It's not like I'm trying to prove to any. I'm not going to go, hey, everybody, look at me. Here's a two-hour thing about me cleaning my house and and selling everything and changing my perspective. It's being true for for me and and accepting these things and smothering my mom with a pillow. What's going instead? <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna and then all- getting out of it? What's gonna happen with all the cool stuff? Selling, giving, donating. Yeah. I'm Good. gonna. I want. I have. A very large box full of stuff that's not worth selling, but they're toys and they're. I'll bring my cookies. son. We'll come over. I was just, that's that what I said looks. to you earlier. I'm like, do you want? Does he want anything? Because I will give it to you. I'll bring it to the improv or something some night. But I don't know if there's anything he
2: wants. You don't want a, a like a action figures, like an eagle. <laughs> yeah. What's
4: that I'm called? not selling those. Freedom, freedom, the American <laughs> eagle. <laughs> the one thing that you thought of. Nope. Because it's Hanging such a bizarre thing. Just right. like last night, I'm, I'm pulling, I'm just What's dumping shit on the people? floor, and I'm like, I have so many statues of Neil Diamond. I'm like, I don't want <laughs> to give these up. I was like, I found two more, and I'm like, God.
2: Where do you find them? I buy what everything. What do you mean you found them? I buy everything. God, you would have been so wealthy now if you just invested that money back when you started buying all this I did invest shit. it. In what? E.T. jewelry, E.T. luggage. No, had you not been doing this and just putting yeah. it in Berks I've got about Hathaway, 15
4: Star-, Star Trek mugs.
2: What's going to happen to the Starship Enterprise? You haven't answered that yet. I don't know yet. That's
4: the, the, there's two things I'm saving till the end. Yeah. My uh, collection of skateboards, even though I'm 51 years old. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going <laughs> to happen to anything. I'm, I'm afraid. This is, I, I'm definitely frightened of what's going an, to happen. But
2: you don't have to jettison everything. You could have it installed somewhere else. You know yeah. what I mean? Just so it's not I also part probably of your, don't need 20 guitars. Probably.
4: Probably.
0: Are they signed? Are they autographed or something? No,
4: these are real instruments. Do you need any guitars? Do yeah. guitar? uh, you play the guitar? Yeah, you play the guitar.
0: Why do you have so many guitars? Um, yeah, I'm getting nervous okay, about what, this what, stuff. Why are you ask me I that when we've closed, this, we've
4: closed this show with songs I've written over and over no, and, and over true, and over again? <laughs> um, the us oh, we'll play uh, one so
5: Grateful. <laughs> I know. How about him? We're friends. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> You play guitar? We <laughs> he, he, um, he,
2: he were friends, but he hates to hear from me. Well, listen. He, he dreads
5: when I call <laughs> No, no, I don't.
4: Please Touché. don't misinterpret that. It's, I
0: dread everything. <laughs> so I,
5: so I'm I. having dinner with a good
4: friend on in and I'm like,
0: fuck. Fuck. Okay, well, well, you can have some therapy with Dr. Drew while we do the next podcast coming okay. out with Susan Pinsky. Okay. But look who just walked in. I know, crazy. Good Does to he see look you. familiar? So James Preston Rogers here. He was also on Swell Patrol. He also is going to be on Calling Out. But you know, I don't know. Maybe you guys want to like talk a little bit about who he is. And
2: oh, but Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin. I mean, that's
0: sort of the topic here. We're
2: maybe maybe do you grab that headphone right, that headset right yeah. there? Yeah, that
0: of it. on, baby doll.
2: So we all spent.
0: Uh, well, I wait for my, nice my psychic. Well, to actually,
2: show. I the my I did not get to work with with him on the set. But I saw him walking around at the premiere, oh. and I was like, "Jesus, who's that scary dude with the giant <laughs> coat and that top hat?" Well, he what was up on the roof. We were on the roof together. Were you there were when I was there? Yes, for a second.
5: There was a lot going on. I to get your sound on that roof. Try it again. Mike check.
2: Mike there, we check. You there we go. <laughs> go. Thank yeah, yeah. You. we were. It was it. There was a balcony, sort of right that balcony area yeah. where the kid falls. Great up. voice, by the way. You What's a, that? You have a great voice, dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I noticed you that. Yeah. Do, you want any, do you want any action figures? <laughs> 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 you want a sword? You'd be good with a sword. I get some swords off you? Yeah. yeah, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, he's the perfect one. Um,
2: so he plays the boyfriend of the screwball wife. Would that be about yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they had me do a... a Play
6: an uh, amateur hockey player with a Russian accent. Have so you guys acted? Really acted anything really
2: else funny. together? Oh, Have you guys done you. Other films together, anything, or?
6: No, this was the first one. Hopefully, first of many would be great. Yeah, uh, super talented. You were you were great in the film. Go I thought on. you're you're thank awesome. You, you brought thank a lot. You. Yeah, I was just
2: telling you guess something about her acting on the screen. It was like I want more of that. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it was addictive for sure. Yeah. My guys. eyes were falling the whole yeah. time. Your mouths
5: yeah. to the, you know, <laughs> the, the casting <laughs> director's to ears. The man's ears. <laughs> <laughs> the man's
2: ears. Was it last show that you said you had? Consulted with Bobcat and Judd yeah. on something, and then yeah. they made you feel bad. Everything makes me feel bad.
4: <laughs> yeah, they, people have expectations that are too high, and I what can't live Bobcat up to said? it. What did Bobcat say? Never, you never. Told Bobcat me made it real clear. He goes, "This is going to be good, and you, it needs to be cinematic." And that's so why I went out and that's bought it? cinema all lenses said? for six thousand dollars that I don't know how to operate. And <laughs> the Judd stuff was personal, but then the worst part was, I all I can't talk about the Netflix phone call.
2: You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You already did. I
4: just I'm like, this is too supportive. I don't need I, I can't live up to these so, expectations. So how are we gonna oh. I truly
2: can't how are we gonna reframe There's all no this? There's no way
4: I can call a net a, a company like that where and I have somebody very high up go, come
2: in tomorrow and I'll give you money. How are we
4: gonna And go like this, this is great. Shame?
2: It's yeah, What's well, it's the same yeah, shame. shame is a lot of its shame and whatever mommy did or didn't do that shamed the hell out of him.
4: I hate that term mommy. <laughs> You everything. Of, sounds so horrible, mommy. <laughs> yeah. you wish you had one. Um, I like going out to dinner with you. I love it. I know, <laughs> just so you know, know, I'm just giving yeah. you
0: shit. I like it when you go out to dinner with him too. Takes gets Grace. me, gets me out of her hair. No, he needs a friend. <laughs> Wait, I do? Yeah. Do. I do. We all do. I do. will need a Me,
4: We're all like, oh, uh, Who's uh, so? <laughs> do you guys like us over there? <laughs> Um, No,
0: he does. He doesn't go out with guys or pals very often, and it's you know we're together all the time. So I mean, it's fine when we're together. But cut to
4: we're just at a gangbang the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best. My wife said she likes it. What are you going to do, Mike? Please, please,
0: (laughs) Um, Mary Lynn. Yes, honestly,
4: I adore you. Oh my god! Like from like I don't mean like in a creepy way, (laughs) unless there's a chance. There's a a chance. No, but I I every time (laughs) from the Mister Show days up until now, I'm always happy when I see you, and it's sort. I think it's sort of it is inspiring. I'm trying not to be weird, but I'm I'm always like I love that you do what you do, and and that your personality comes through, and it makes me want to be. No, but I'm I'm being I'm being serious. Like it's really cool when you to watch you on stage, and it's like it's you. It's a you know, a stageified version of you off stage and I like that. And and you're you you're, for a long time, you're huh? sort of shy and sort of I, I'm sorry to use the word awkward, but a little awkward offstage. Pretty and, awkward, but but it's it's not in a, in a way that makes other people uncomfortable. It's uh, it probably makes people comfortable.
1: Actually, yeah, it's
4: like oh, I can I don't have to be the only person that's not super <laughs> comfortable talking. They to can people. relate. Yeah,
6: yeah, they can relate for sure. I found that too just your performance. I'm sure
4: the super well-built buff good-looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right?
3: Wasn't As I'm sweater, sucking right? in my stomach, <laughs> do you have
2: anything else coming up? Um I got Alpha.
6: I did a movie called Alpha Wolf which should be coming out by the end of the year. Uh, it's like a, a werewolf movie. Um Uh yeah, so that's coming out. So like a like a horror film. That's nice. it. Yeah. Um couple in n talks with some stuff. So I've signed a few NDAs uh, N NDA, right? Yep. Non-disclosure.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, some stuff coming up for sure. Definitely. Hey, I have to quickly go back to this nurse's note, which is sitting in front of me, bothering me. Okay. The other thing she said is uh, maybe... And abstin-
0: then, and, and then uh, Mary Lynn's going to have to go because yes. she has a hard out, but yes, yes. then we're going to also get Bob on the phone a little later. Bob bit later. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: but maybe she was, says, maybe absence based therapy is working for him. What do I know? I guess I'm thinking of the bigger picture. He's not on absence based therapy. That was exactly what I was talking to him about, is that he was taking his his replacement therapy inappropriately. i never heard of a doctor prescribing it the way he was taking it, but if that's how the doctor was prescribing it, I can't argue with that. But I'm so angry at these these misconceptions. I
5: love that that's stuck in your brain. I know. I'm I'm like, I have a lot of stuff too. Can we start over?
4: Uh, (laughs) Driving here for one.
0: Mike, Mike, I like the designer aspect. Aspect of that pillow in the middle of the, the thing—is that a bad place to put it? <laughs> I, I, I honestly
4: felt uh, like I, he was going to feel like it was a barrier. Like, <laughs> okay, cool. It gives me—it gives me
6: a
2: chance to do the old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome
4: to
2: my set.
0: Mike takes off, drives away. <laughs> so,
2: I, what am I doing? Am I wrapping up? Yeah. I, well, we're gonna take yeah, a, we're, break? Are we yeah, a break. Yeah, we'll take a break. a break, right.
0: But I do want to um, thank. You know, do everybody's plugs and make sure we have well,
2: give me. you give Grace's. Is that her name, Grace?
0: Well, we did okay. Grace. Okay. So thank dad. you to
2: Grace. Uh, hey, is this
4: part of the show where you guys have a personal conversation? I have no.
0: I As soon
2: as I have nobody's stuff. I
0: know.
5: You're, you're winging everybody it Everybody gets to uh, give their own material. Hey, guys. I'm Marilyn Rice Cub. You may remember me from a few seconds Don't, ago. No, no. But I mean, <laughs> think what's, <laughs> what's coming up? <laughs> what's coming up? Anything other than that? I think episodes? I mentioned all mine. Okay. I'm doing night school. I did Benjamin, Marilyn Rice Cub. Check. I
4: got uh. What's
5: coming up for me? Yeah. Nothing much, really. You can Cleaning out your house.
1: Cleaning out my house. I Selling can... some
4: swords. Follow the
2: Instagram. Miscellaneous Instagram. Adventures
4: from the World of Microno podcast Find where I walk and around and talk Judah. into my phone for two or three hours. Yeah. And is that
2: now, is that prescrip- subscription or is that? Uh... iTunes. Yeah. iTunes. You, you, you subscribe to it.
4: The After Disaster.
2: Okay. Right.
0: Get You're good. a prescription. This
4: pod... pod... I'm doing way too many podcasts right now.
0: He's going to be hanging out here. Got three more. today.
4: Got one tomorrow. Got Dana Gould on Tuesday. Yeah. And... Good. You never you get tired of complaining. Too many. I don't. Is that, is that what I come across? as? We, the guy that <laughs> just comes to complain.
2: And then we've got everybody's stuff. All right.
0: All right. So we'll take a break and then we'll come back with Bob right, Seggel. Perfect.
2: I want to mention our friends at Bergamet Sport, a supplement that provides all the cardiovascular benefits of the original Bergamet, but with additional additives designed to aid athletes and those with active lifestyles. Bergamet Sport is recommended and used by professional and college athletes throughout the world. Helps them improve stamina, reduce recovery time, and muscle inflammation. Bergamot Sport is informed sport certified, so athletes can feel confident that it's all natural and it has been banned substance tested. But even if you're not a pro athlete or just getting a workout once a week or so, Bergamot Sport is still worth a try. It can help you work out harder, recover easier, without worrying about being sore or tired the next day. I've used the products myself, I've recommended them to patients, we use them in our family, and I've done so just as physicians and cardiologists around the world have done. And bergamot plus is excellent for what's called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which has just passed all other forms of liver disease in terms of causing cirrhosis. So it's something that is so it's something that is a major health issue presently and needs to be paid attention to. For a limited time, our listeners can save 10% on their order by entering code D-R-D-R-E W at checkout. That is D-R-D-R-E-W, all one word. Try Bergamot Sport for yourself. Visit bergamot.com, that is B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T.com, or just click the Bergamot banner at drdrew.com. And we are back. Uh, we are here now with a very special guest, Bob Saget. Hey, man.
6: Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Drew, for having me Bob on. I'm
2: very good. kindly had me in his film, Benjamin. I will not tell mm-hmm. you how or why. I've already uh, told you that's a secret, but uh, we had a great time filming it, and he was very kind to me and me and Bob Forrest. Well, it was
6: very kind of you to do it, and you're a spoiler alert and a secret cameo, but they won't know where it happens. It's like Waldo or Carmen Santiago. No one will know where it happens. It happens I love so when bad. you say
4: in a public forum, I already told you it's a secret. That just makes people more
6: angry. It's <laughs> the, the first thing he listening. brings up, but I'm, I'm glad he did because I call, I emailed him and he said yes right away, and that's the sign of a guy that is just a good
2: guy. And normally, so, Bob, this, this podcast is, uh, Bob Forrest is my co-host on this podcast, but my crown is sitting in today, so. So I know you got to know Bob during the filming because he was in the film too. Believe it. Yeah. Or not. Uh, Another
6: spoiler alert. You're doubling down, <laughs> yeah.
2: but, but but you won't know why. So it's but, very-
6: but the movie is um, it's interesting because you you know it's part of your wheel. It is your wheelhouse. Yeah, it's yeah. The, it's a dysfunctional family yeah. who's um, you know somebody. You find out everyone else is the problem, not the person that you think. My like 15 year old boy in the movie. I directed it, and I played the father in this wonderful ensemble that James Preston Rogers was amazing in. James And um, And it's uh, – I'll, I'll riff the names off because I want to. It's Rob Corddry, who plays the family gynecologist,
1: uh, and for, for, he leads the fostering. intervention, and,
6: and that is not how you do an intervention. Yeah. You yeah. don't have a gyno, just randomly do it as a favor. But Mary Lynn Rice Cub, who was on – uh, with you guys earlier today, yep. I know. Yep. Uh She's wonderful as my girlfriend, and she she posts on Facebook. There's going to be an intervention, mm-hmm. so um, that's also not how you go about it, right, Drew? That's you don't not do that how you after.
2: go about it. No. Nope. And then and, you've got, and then it was, uh, then she and she sleeps with was, your brother.
6: Was, yeah, that was <laughs> a, uh, a triple he, spoiler alert. That's yeah. a, another
2: spoiler, Bob. That's three. Who played your? <laughs> brother? Well, we're gonna,
6: well, It's Kevin Pollak and Sherry O'Terry and Dave Foley and Perry Gilpin and Clara Mamet. And um, and Johnny Weston and David Hull who blew the screen up and uh, and you James and I think I just covered everybody lyric I think. and
2: lyric bent nice is that the kid oh
6: lyric bent yes the, the, uh, the yes boy? another surprise and yeah. and it just was a, a wonderful ensemble thing we had a very short shoot indie film you know and uh, we had a premiere at the Beverly Hills Film Festival and that's where I got to see you guys and uh, it was a really it, wonderful screening and. It was written by a guy, Joshua Turek, about a dysfunctional family, but it's a dark comedy. And to get laughs out of that, it's like we were talking before we started this podcast. Uh, I mean, live streaming show. I mean, whatever this is. Um, Straight to video. What
4: is this? Yeah. Well, how would you define this, True Podcast. Podcast. What if it uh, was an intervention? You're like, this is really not the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. it's stay just stay where it you're at. We'll be there in forty minutes. <laughs>
6: yeah.
2: We're on our way.
4: Did you direct Half-Baked, Bob?
6: Yeah, half baked. Is, is that's where that's when I finally flipped the Danny Tanner image upside down and scared people. But I was directing a movie, Dirty Work. With Norm oh, that's yeah,
2: the Norm movie. Yeah,
6: and Artie Lang, Artie Lang, who could use your help, Drew.
2: Oh, I know, I know Artie well. And, yeah, and, he, he's and, a sweet man. Yes, he is. And uh, Bob lit up the he, the one of his producers. I think of this film, of Benjamin produced Aristocrats. Right, right. 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 Was he officially your producer or your business partner? He, he was the producer of Aristocrats. Well, Nick, Nicholas
6: Tabarrok yeah. was the producer.
2: Yes. Yeah.
6: Do you know
4: Nicholas? A little bit. Great dude. dude
6: yeah, he's a good uh, guy. I love Nicholas. And, uh, and Joshua and he and I held on to the script and got it made. And we were very, very happy. The guy, Jeff Sackman um, and Barry Meyerowitz, put up the the dough and, um, and believed in it. And Jeff, I'd worked on. Jeff uh, – Exec produced the Aristocrats, which is a good family film.
2: Yep. Well, especially and, uh, especially Bob's contribution. Very, yeah. very, very. No, between you, you, could you not and Stanhope, Stan movie
4: today. You, you and Stanhope are like. You. Watch, that's when you're like, maybe they crossed a line.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
6: right. And if it came out right now, it'd be hashtag not me. You know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know how um, you know Stanhope used to bust my balls so badly.
4: Uh, it, that's an understatement.
2: I I did the forward to his book. I know. Was I got this, it. It's crazy. I, got I, it. I just did the yeah. the, uh, the audio version of yeah. it a couple of days ago.
4: And
6: crazy. you did the forward. You didn't do the uh, written version of of his book.
2: No, I did. I wrote the forward. Yeah, and was, I, I literally I thought heard the he, whole
6: book was printed on rolling papers? Is
2: that true? <laughs> no, I don't think it was rolling papers. I'm not sure what that stuff was. But that's a very good book. It's a very good book, right? I'm only hey, like uh, ten pages it, into it. It, it's, it,
6: it I, talks I, about his, his roots and what drove him to. Be a comedian and...
4: It's, uh... is it, This is the I'm Not Famous, or it's, um...
2: Tales from the Edge is really what it is. But it's,
4: it's not... Uh, what's the name? Of, what's the subtitle of that book? Of his book? It just came out, right?
2: Doug's book? Yeah. 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 I can't remember. I've, yeah, I've got it. It
4: might be in my phone.
2: But I've got the actual manuscript here. <laughs> no, I think it's
4: in my, in my audiobooks. Yeah.
2: But anyway, you get, please get the book. It's very good. Um... And Bob, before before the mics heated up, you mentioned you asked me some question about what's troubling me these days with uh, the op. This is not fame. That's what it's called.
6: Yeah, this yeah, is not fame. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting.
2: Uh, what's troubling me about the world, and the, of course opiates are troubling me, but we, we are finally getting somewhere. Finally getting somewhere. I swear to God, we're going to have a the next data that reads that becomes public is going to be a marked drop off in prescribing. And hey, so,
6: there's going to be a lot more regulation.
2: There's going to be regulation, but the regulation hasn't even hit yet. But the, the amount of fear that Jeff Sessions put into the medical community finally got them to change, and uh, and that's good. It needed to happen. That's the way it goes. It was, it's been out of control for way too long.
4: Have you heard of kratom?
2: Kratom is just another opiate. Yeah. They're, they're going to regulate that eventually. Okay. It's like a weak opiate. Yeah.
3: So
4: are doctors at fault for prescribing stuff just to get yes. off, Just to get patients out of their office? Yes.
2: That's part of it. There's a million other reasons, but that was part of it, yes. And also not to call in for more prescriptions and not to call you know, In the beginning
4: back. you were probably like I have the greatest doctor in history.
2: Oh, that's what people would say. And then they'd keep coming back they behave like great patients. And the, uh,
4: the the other problem is
6: for all the people that have mental health issues and that is and I had a sister that passed away at 34 years old and mm-hmm. she she was uh, schizophrenic and she had a, a rough life and you know, they, they, that was all old school drugs, but they would just pull the rug out just like they did. And that's how we lost Robin Williams. They would pull the rug out on all, your whole regime. They don't titrate you down.
2: Well, and be, they put you on brand new stuff. To be fair, Rob, Robin had Lewy body dementia. I knew that too. And, and that at the end, he was emaciated Parkinsonian and couldn't communicate. That was all from t- t- Louis Body. You go down hard and fast. It's but terrible. wasn't
4: that due to the heart surgery? No, no, or- no,
2: no. He had st- he had actual Louis Body dementia. But didn't
4: you? Tell so me Drew, that?
3: you're
6: saying I had been told something that's not true. Then correct, it, it correct. A flip. It was not a flip of the whole drug
2: regime. Co- correct. It was. It was people. There was a rumor, and then his wife finally came forward with the formal diagnosis. And then that makes sense because when you when you have Louis body dementia and then Bobcat, if you talk to Bobcat, he will he will he has the most hair raising story about what happened to him. They they literally become psychotic and hallucinatory and panicky all the time, all the while with their cognition just deteriorating rapidly. It's Jesus. the worst. It's so, the worst. So, it sounds awful. Is and it always a
6: fast deterioration?
2: Usually, yeah. It's pretty fast. And it's such uh, a tragic loss. Oh my god, it was terrible. And it's really you should have Bobcat. I did a podcast with Bobcat once where he told me the whole story. It was it was breathtaking. It was. It, I'll it, talk to him, and I'll yeah. listen
6: to your podcast, yeah. also.
2: Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, poor Bobcat. I, I know he's also his best friend. I mean, they're yeah. close friends yeah. and stuff. Well, Bob's and, and,
4: very close. Bob's yeah. the We're, closest. I'm. I mean, he's my closest. Comic he, he
2: said Bob that uh, Robin would call him like every five minutes. We, when we
4: were on the road for two weeks shooting a documentary, Bobcat called Robin every single day.
2: Well, he would call every, great. but he, but yeah. he later, Robin started calling every five minutes. Yeah. Like I, I'm seeing things I'm losing my mind. Am I okay, Bob? Am I okay? Am I okay? I'm okay. And there was nothing to be done. It's just one yeah. of those. But I thought
4: you things. told me at one point in time there was a correlation between open heart surgery and depression. Well, the,
2: the original story was he committed suicide. If you remember, mm-hmm. and so what we did, we went around and said, well. Open heart surgery risk for suicide. Middle aged white male risk for suicide. History of alcoholism risk of suicide. Recent relapse big risk of, re- re- of suicide. And I think he had a, maybe a previous attempt or something. There was some other thing that put him at risk. A there were a little
6: there were little yeah. scratches in his wrist. He was yeah. trying to he was trying not to do it. I think by doing minor acts of yeah. violence to himself, yeah. and then then eventually yeah. he did the horrible. The thing that I hear is true, that he put the little shoelaces around his neck or something yeah. on a doorknob yeah. something like that.
2: But, but in the condition he was in, not an unreasonable thing. How does one get there? To and where? Everybody to said,
6: one, said to where he that I talked to Rick Overton and Bobcat said that that wasn't Robin. Virus? They said
2: the man that died yeah. that day was not Robin. Probably a prion disease, and it, and it just just eats through the brain. Is it genetic? So, no, it's, no, it's, no. Virus. it's, it's a virus. It well, like, I, again, it's prion. Prion, these things, are they're not... They're like infecting agents, but it's not like you're going to catch it from somebody. And uh, so no one knows for sure exactly how it's triggering. Oh, yeah. and get and stuff. So oh. but there, you know, there's the, it's one of the main you know, it's it's lower percentages, but one of the big three you know, there's frontotemporal dementia, there's Alzheimer's, and there's Lewy body dementia. Those are the big three. Jeez. And uh Lewy body is just That's a, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare, it's terrible. terrible. Wow. Yeah, sit in my, stand in my shoes for a few times. You get to see lots of nightmares oh. all day long every day. <laughs> it's good times. Oh, but um, in the, on the opiate side, Bob, we, we're making progress. The heroin story is still going to be out there and big and a problem. And we're, the fentanyl story is yet to even fully play out. People are getting uh, sort of uh, counterfeit tablets, Xanax tablets, which Mike wants to – Press out as many as you can. You <laughs> became fascinated with the idea that you could
4: buy. A I've been from. sober for six and a half years. I just thought it was intriguing that you can make your own pills at home. <laughs> and, and putting- I, I,
6: I have one prescription that's six years old, just just in case I have a panic attack and think it's a heart attack.
2: But nice. Exactly. I don't I just like it. And then,
6: right, really, I mean, people are taking Vicodin all the time, yeah.
2: constantly. And you know, and um, you have pan- you have panic attacks, Bob? Do I have what? Panic attacks?
6: Uh. Rarely, I'm right. having one right now because you're so handsome.
2: Is that bringing them up? <laughs> but but I uh, I'm, just, I'm fighting
6: my true feelings. No, right
2: I, now. I had panic attacks in college, severe, disabling panic. I, then I've had general anxiety my whole life, but the panic right. attacks are really rough. So what do you what, do what, for that? Well, I had years of therapy. Uh, I was mismanaged terribly. I think one of the things that got me interested in mental health, particularly youthful mental health, because there was no adolescent healthcare then, and um, it, it was just something that. Um, you know, I think I got used to, I sort of learned how to tolerate, and then I got therapy later and kind of got out of it. Wow. But, the, but the point being is that uh, I'm doing a lot of work on stigma right now, and it's important for all of us that have had mental health symptoms or conditions speak up about it. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't define us, doesn't have to stigmatize, and there's no. No, no reason to treat conditions above the neck differently than diseases below the neck. It's all I'm saying. So Right.
6: Yeah. I like when they're combined.
2: Well, then we got that for you. We, we, we can combine them for you, Bob.
6: You just got to make sure I can do that sit-up all the way forward. And then, of course, you never want to leave the house at that point.
2: Bob, guess what? You're off the hook. This is all we had to do was a few minutes here. And so I just wanted to say hi. But I want to
6: talk more.
2: What do you want to talk about?
6: I don't know. How do we help all these people that don't know that they got to stop doing crystal meth? And- oh. I'm taking all these pills, well, and they're not that – a lot of them, like I saw them last night performing, they're so messed up that they're not uh, that intelligent about it, and yeah. they don't care. They have no regard. I know. We're in a place right now where it feels like our millennials and our Gen X just care less. Yeah. They, they just want to have everything handed to them, and the rest, they don't want to feel one moment
2: of pain. Well, Bob and I had a long talk about – I mean, uh, Mike and I had a long talk about – Making meaning that people need to make meaning from things. We're in a bit of a spiritual vacuum. We need to sort of fill ourselves with important yeah. things and important people. Hey, I get it as a
4: you know as Recovering a guy, guy that's been six and a half years sober. I get wanting to wanting to fucking make that shit go away. And I also get when you go to a poorer part of town. Or a place like the Salton Sea or a place like Joshua Tree. Like, what else are you gonna do there but get fucked up? Yeah. Like what it's such a boring. Oh place. no, but
6: you're supposed to get centered and see yeah. how good the place. <laughs> But there's no
4: there's there's no incentive. Like you you know you're poor. I'm stuck in Joshua Tree. I live in a trailer. What what I don't see a great I have an idea for you and me. me. Why
6: don't we do a road trip and, and just drink some green alcohol?
4: Out there, okay. <laughs> so you're six years
6: sober, we flip you. Drew brings you back. Everything's fine. And and you had and a shoot. weird experience. You fell off the wagon with me for just a couple days. I
2: think. I think. And I, then
6: Drew's a, uh, hes a shaman. He I'm can cure
2: officially going to keep all my patients away from Bob Sack. <laughs> 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 officially, my policy is my
6: Drew. I'm going to get all of your patients really screwed up, oh and then God. you'll have more work.
2: Oh
3: God, thank
6: you. But I'll only do the rich patients, so you'll make a ton of money. Were enough. Get right. out of this freaking basement. But, but to your, <laughs>
2: to your point, um, the the thing that people could do is just show up at a 12-step meeting. It's all you have to do, or a smart recovery, or whatever you want. Some mutual aid society, you just show up and uh, raise your hand and ask for help. It's free. It works. It's available. may not be all you need. Do you know but how hard be, that is? You know what? And, and part of the problem is we don't have people to put a hand on yeah. someone's shoulder and take them to a meeting. Because going to a meeting, me saying go to a meeting – when they've studied this, when a doctor says go to a meeting, the probability of the meeting attendance is about zero. If, on the other hand, I go, hey, I want you to meet Mike. Mike, would you take him to a meeting? You know, give me your phone number. Go outside talk about it for a minute and figure out a time to meet. I don't to even mean the- necessarily. I'm just the- saying it's about, 80, about, it's about 70%. I'm not
4: talking about the logistics. I'm talking about just the I want to be high, I want to be drunk, and then me going, you know what? I can get rid of all these good feelings and just go to a meeting.
2: That's almost impossible. Well, but of course you have to have the insight. That how's your life going right now? Yeah, yeah, you have to have that insight. Your, yeah. your life is falling apart. Yep. It could be better. I know you like how you feel. I know you like you love your drugs, but your life's fucked up, and you can't you don't get both. Let me just say and something.
6: Alcohol is, is still one of the biggest. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
6: And it's the combo of those. That's what we're going to do in Joshua
2: Tree. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> what's up, Mike?
3: You're I'm just
6: going to f- fill a bottle of George Dickel with with all kinds of pills. I don't, I don't even know, know what, what that, that is, is. But uh, pills
2: that Mike has pressed out himself. It's Michael the
6: girl. cheapest whiskey that exists. Okay. No, it's not. Okay. I'm sure there's cheaper. But
2: what's up? You're trying to say
6: something? I forgot what okay. it was. We're going to wrap
2: this up, <laughs> Bob. Thank you very much. My producer is like giving me the high sign.
6: I love you, Drew. Thanks, Bob. And and we're going to go out to dinner. I'm going to buy you some drugs and some alcohol. and we're going to See, to I'm,
2: I'm not in recovery, so we can go do that. <laughs>
6: okay, good. All right, and bye. then we'll go to a meeting. Oh, which reminds <laughs> me one
2: thing I want to say. I want, I want to, because I have panic, I, I think it came from I had some cannabis right around the time that I got the panic. I think it may have contributed. Mm-hmm. But I want to try it again. I'm going to do it as a documentary thing. Mike, maybe you should shoot this. And if I get panic, I'm going to be pissed. But maybe somebody can advise me on which ones to take that don't have panic. I thought
4: you were just going to say, remember the time I went out with you and your lawyer and she kept trying to give me drinks. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, she liked no, you. All right. She wanted I to put
6: you down. No, we what's, were, the, what's the most wait, screwed up thing wait, you ever wait, did,
0: Drew? Wait, what lawyer? He
2: went. We went out. To
6: it was his,
0: one of the one
4: Anahita. went
2: out. We went out. We went to drink. She kept ordering thing. me shots. She kept and he's going, like, Here. "What are you doing?" She's like, "You can't just have one." We went to his comedy club. It's like,
0: what? Uh, yeah. Oh, was this the last show you did?
4: No. This mm, is, this it, wasn't it, our our thing.
0: This is like
4: Anahita. Uh huh. So
2: this
6: is more than five years ago. This is oh, like no, six, this is like no, a couple months
2: ago, yeah.
4: yeah.
6: Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, so you're doing great, and you're glad to broadcast this.
2: No, I'm like, what the fuck? It was, it it was inappropriate. distressing. It was a podcast
6: called The doghouse. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. All right, buddy, Bob Saget, thanks right. so much.
6: Thank, Thank you. You, love you, you, Bob.
2: You're awesome, buddy. All right, man. See you later, you, James. Yeah, buddy. I'll
6: talk to you guys soon. And Joshua Tree in the future with uh, let's, alcohol. Let's and, go, right uh, n- let's go now.
2: Mike's out. I'm going. I'll go right now. If you love the show, tell a friend. We'd love your feedback. Just head over to dr.com slash survey. Answer a few questions there. It'll help us continue to make the show better. Just five minutes of your time could really make a difference for us. That's drdrew.com slash survey. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Also, very importantly, go to doctor.com and click through on the Hydrolite banner. You get 30% off your purchase with the code DREW18 at checkout. This, of course, is a great product. Susan, I use it all the time. It is oral rehydration. I had an illness about two weeks ago. It saved my ass. And if you also want to get some prices on bergamot, uh, the banner at doctor.com can give you a discount as well there when you click through. We are proud to have these interesting products, amazing products, in fact, uh, available through the website at discounted price. Again, I've recommended it several times in the last two weeks for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. It is a seriously important supplement. Keep you healthy in 2018. Also check out Midday Live on six also check out midday live uh on KBC seven ninety, myself and Lawrence Savon, Monday through Friday. We are syndicated also in the Bay Area as well as in Los Angeles, noon to three Pacific Time, Talk Radio 790. Also tune in every day live via the internet on KBC.com. If you miss it, We made it simple for you to find the shows in podcast form at drdrew.com next to all the other podcasts, including me and Adam, The Adam and Dr. Drew Show, The Dr. Drew, The Swole Patrol, or Weekly Infusion. Check out the family of pods. We appreciate it so, so much.
1: Remember, you can find all these podcasts at drdrew.com the dr drew podcast the this live podcast and the adam and drew podcast which is available five days a week find them all on itunes and rate us five stars subscribe and get it first and if you're really happy click on the amazon banner at drdrew.com to help support the show we'll thank you for it If you join the email list via drdrew.com slash contact, we'll send you a weekly infusion newsletter with Dr Drew's News. We're so grateful when you get in touch, we read all your emails and we'll bring you the subject matter you want to hear about.
3: You lived...